Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. As always, to the BB Show. I'm your host, Beebs. I'm here with my co-host, Chen. Chen, how you doing? It's prediction. It's prediction Thursday. Yeah, and uh, it's always a good day. You know, it's you always are in good spirits because nothing bad's happened yet. Exactly. And, uh, you know, we had some differing picks uh, last week, and you know turned out to be a bad idea hoping to kind of rebound a little bit this week well i mean um, you, you did go 10 and 5 which is a good week for sure but there was uh looking back some games i probably shouldn't have picked um i mean the panthers one was just oh, dumb luck and also yeah i was gonna call. say that's a, that no that's not a bad well they yeah. came out and said bad former ref came ref. out and said yeah that i thought you meant bad call by I thought you said I thought you meant bad call by you. Oh like, no, was, no, no. Panthers definitely turning up. Um, um and you had yeah, the, no. your losers were the Jaguars, Panthers, Raiders, which nobody saw it being that bad. Giants were in that game and then yeah. Packers lost by ten. So I mean it's not Yeah, that was that was kind of a um we, let's dive let's dive into the uh primetime recap. Of last of the week eight games, we got Packers and Bills on Sunday night, and Bengals Browns on Monday night. We'll start with Sunday night. Uh, diehard Packers fan, what's your takeaway here? Uh, there was some positive things, but ultimately, I'm not going to go on a big, you know, ordeal or rant. I, I, just watching like the offense and whatever people can say, like it's a part of it is on Rodgers, you know. Um, but like I saw with the Bills, like he made some throws that like it kind of reminded you of like, oh yeah, this is Aaron Rodgers. Like this is why we have him. Um, our running game can still, I think, it, it, like it's all right. It needs I to be still, used. I wish. More. Yeah, it needs to be just creative, utilized a little bit more. Um, because frankly, our interior line is just bad. Like it's. Yeah. I understand Elgin Jenkins wasn't there, but. It's just been pretty bad. Uh, Zach Tom, uh, probably a great human, but he's he's a tackle. I mean, there there was multiple times that guard he was just getting run back right in Aaron Rodgers, and unfortunately, it seems this is the year where, I mean, you can tell me if I'm wrong. It feels like in years past when a guy would come free or get to Rodgers, like he could usually make the first guy miss and like you know escape, get outside feels like this year, if I see some guy coming at him, like, that's a sack. Like, he just kind of just goes down. And I get he's old. He's approaching 40. But um, that was just oh, I think takeaways that, that, from that the game. A, that was a core staple of the last 10 years of Aaron Rodgers-led offenses was essentially making something out of nothing and then having the chemistry with the wide receivers like Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams to just basically play backyard football. Um, and right. you saw that on that touchdown where the guy on Sunday night, gosh, I can't remember his name. He just breaks off the uh, uh, Torre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Breaks off Sorry, the Torrey. breaks off the post route just because he sees green grass and then like connects. Like that's what Aaron, where Aaron Rodgers has been successful for his entire career um, is just making you know crap out Those of nothing throws. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, the escapability and mobility has definitely been down this year but i think part of that too is is less time in general so i think it, it, it goes both ways with the with the lack of o-line play and um old age yeah. and then lack of chemistry with the young wide receivers as well but 
yeah, no. So definitely, a, I would say a mix of both is really the main issue because I, I don't know if basically, I mean, we're going to get into the trade deadline moves, but of the guys that got moved, I don't know if a receiver really solves all of our problems. No, like the, the protection is still an issue. Not running the ball enough is still an issue. And there's just defensively as well. It's It's been pretty ugly. I mean, our run defense is ranked like 26th. So with, and again, given the personnel we have, it just shouldn't be that way. Um, but yeah, and I don't have anything else really to add about the Packers. It was another, like, they show sparks, you know, drives where it's like, oh, this is what we could be. And ultimately, like, we're just not a good team this year. <laughs> Buffalo was always in control of that game. It's, you know, a 10-point game may not tell you. It, they, they were in control. I mean, it was out like 14-0 right from the jump. They could have probably poured it on more no, if and needed. This is, this is why the Packers needed to win their last couple of games because their schedule now goes like Lions, Ravens. Eagles are in there. The Cowboys are in, are in there. there. Uh, and the, oh, I think it's Lions, Ravens, Cowboys for the next three weeks. So yeah. it's like you know, it, it, it's a brutal stretch. Barring a Rogers and, miracle, yeah. the season the season is over. Um, I accepted this three weeks ago, so it's no news to me. Um, but I did take the Packers to cover the eleven and a half point spread, so I was happy about that. Yeah, um, no, that's a good pick. But, yeah, Bills rolled. Packers, I have nothing positive to say, so we'll move on. Um, yeah, fair enough. Bengals-Browns, I believe the final was – was it a goose egg final? Oh, no, no, no. The, the Browns uh, – or I'm sorry, Bengals, bro, I think he got like 13. He got some garbage time points. But for a long time, it was 25 Oh, Yeah, that's what point. I like, That game was – it was a bad watch, man. I mean, if you're a Browns fan, you know, I mean, good for you, but I just this is what I don't understand. Okay, I'm gonna go let me I'm gonna pull up this these stats really quick and then I'm gonna go on a Bengals rant because this is exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about when it comes to Zach Taylor. Um <laughs> I, I don't I, I I actually don't even have that much to rant on. Okay. They I, didn't have Jamar Chase. I feel like that's a big deal. It, 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 but he doesn't get the ball that much, anyways. <laughs> like it's such yeah. bland play calling. They have poor old line play, a half decent quarterback play. Now you lose your explosive wide receiver. Uh, your leading receiver for the game, I believe, was Tyler Boyd. Not even. No, it was Hurst had the most receptions. Actually, Mixon oh. did. Mixon had the most receptions. Sorry. Then it was Hurst. Then it was Boyd and Higgins. And it's just like. I have so many problems with their offense. It, it, there are times this year it has looked so bland. It is so like, oh, we're going to line up in uh, two by two sets, two receivers on this side, two receivers on that side. And uh, yeah, we're just going to hope our receivers win in the two and a half seconds we're going to give Joe Burrow to throw the ball. No, we're not going to motion yeah. guys. No, we're not going to run off, you know, unique, th- unique sets. No, it's like they're running an offense from 20. 15 2014 it's so bad it's so bad so outdated and and it gets exposed when you play a team like miles garrett or a guy like miles garrett uh who has a great day and, and honestly i regardless of I, all this it's shout out to the browns because it was a dominating performance and 
And I had these Agreed. opinions on the Bengals going in, and I still picked the Bengals to win without Jamar Chase. So I don't know what I don't know where this puts the Browns because it really doesn't change anything for me other than oh yeah, I was a division like they know their division opponent and they're gonna play good against them. So yeah. I, I I don't know. This doesn't change anything. The Browns. I think the Browns are still bottom feeder team. I don't see them making the playoffs. Bengals, all this does is solidify my Baltimore uh, for the division pick. So I feel good about that moving forward. But yeah, I, I, I've i had enough of Zach Taylor, man. It's, it's time to go. It's time to move on. That offense is too good on paper to look like this. It looks like a Mike Zimmer. Um, Mike Zimmer led Vikings offense with a way better quarterback. Fair, fair. And, and, so more of a waste and, of talent. Really. Arguably better receivers. Yeah, no, I, I could. You, you could definitely uh, make the argument. And uh, no, it's it's unfortunate because now the Bengals are sitting at four and four. I believe they do have a tougher schedule. You know, kind of just remaining. I mean, granted, the division they're in, it's always not easiest games. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, the rest of the way, that's gonna be a tough AFC playoff picture to sneak into this year. So uh, I think the Bengals will be fine. Their next two games are Panthers and Steelers. So that helps. Uh, yeah, it really does help with Steelers being that Steelers helps. This year. Then they go Titans, Chiefs, Browns, Bucks, Patriots, Bills, Ravens. I, I think that even see, if that's an interesting stretch. And again, it's an interesting stretch. Game like and the Browns, the, the Ravens in Week 18 is very interesting as well. Because who knows? I mean, that's going to be potentially a division championship there. Which could right. be, no, win your, be a, a win deal. in your in situation, but yeah, I, I'm confident enough in the Bengals to beat. Um, uh, they should have won this game, but to beat the Steelers and to beat the Panthers um, without Jamar Chase, and we'll see from there. You know, they got a couple medium tier teams like the Patriots were in there, but I'm right, not too right. worried about the Bengals. I don't think that they're Super Bowl favorites by any means, but you know what? Oh, no, we, said, no. we said the same thing last year. So I yeah. said this motto a hundred times. Once you're in the playoffs, anything can happen. So that's kind of where I'm at regarding the Bengals. Packers, they need a miracle. Bills, <laughs> keep doing what you're doing. Because <laughs> yeah. you're the best team I've seen play in a long time. Well, maybe not a long time, but um, best okay. NFC play this year. And, uh, yeah, the Browns, I- I'm just still confused because we-, we know they're going to be competitive in almost every game, but, like, this 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 was not competitive. This was dominant. And uh, jury's still out, in my opinion, on the Browns. I-, I don't think they can make the playoffs mathematically, but that doesn't mean that I don't think that they're good enough to be a playoff team. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, no, that's, that does make um, sense. This was their first real win, though. So Yeah, if they're in the NFC, I think they have a better shot. But think about this. Think about if uh, they do that game against the Chargers and they're four and four now, and they hit that field goal because Brandon yeah. Staley's an idiot. We could have a totally different thought process with the Browns right now. So, oh yeah, and they could be five and three if they didn't blow it to the Jets in Week Three too. I mean, they've had some crazy fluky yeah, they're like losses. The, they're like the Lions. So, Find ways yeah. to lose. Of course, they are the Browns. So the Lions are like the Browns actually, but. They're, yeah, they're, they're one in the same. Um, yeah. So let's um, – do we want to pivot to some some uh, trade deadline talks here? Yeah, there's some definitely some interesting this moves. This was the uh, – so I've written down all the significant moves, and we can go one by one through them. 
Um, mm-hmm. McCaffrey's not on the list. We already talked about him, but yeah, uh, this was the most hectic. This was like an NBA deadline to me. Like this, this nice. I've never, nice. I've never remembered something like this in the NFL. It's always like, like there's a couple on here that's like, oh yeah, you see that, like the Jeff Wilson trade, or you know stuff like like, oh yeah, that kind of stuff usually happens around the deadline. But we'll start with this: Brokon Smith to Baltimore for a second and a fifth rounder. Um, what are your thoughts here? Big move. I think that really. That could actually go down as may the best move. Um, if if we're not talking about the Christian McCaffrey trade, I think personally, just as a player, it's not going to get better than that from the trades we've seen. Roquan Smith would definitely be the second fiddle, though. And I think that really just shores up the Ravens' defense, which hasn't been super good this year. It's normally in years past, it's pretty solid and gives teams problems and that's not really been the case this year as much, but I think that just shores up a lot of that uncertainty. He can play everything. He plays pass. He can play in, you know, pass rushing and obviously run defense. And, you know, if they just give him a contract, I mean, he's going to be with this team four or five years. So they might've got the next Ray Lewis. I think that I wouldn't go that far yet. But um, yeah. I think that Chicago actually might be my biggest winner, winner of the trade deadline. Of the overall deadline, agreed. Because I don't think – And it has nothing Roquan to do with the gonna... Claypool, Claypool trade either. I actually hate that trade. Yeah, no, it was definitely um, – it was the latter moves of moving on from Roquan Smith because you knew and, he wasn't and getting, coming back. And getting a fourth and... rounder out of Robert Quinn as well. Right. So yeah, Chicago was... clearly sees – uh, the need to begin to restructure. I don't think Roquan Smith was going to resign. Um, no. They see the need to begin to restructure and find some inter. I think they're going to run with Fields. I think that's very evident based off the last couple of weeks. Um, oh yeah, playing, he's been playing Quite pretty well. Trade for sure. So I think that they're stacking up on picks to start to build around him, and, and then I would assume restructure the defense a little bit as well. Um, if you're going to move Roquan Smith, you're going to have to. So yeah. to get to get any value out of Robert Quinn at this point, he has like one sack on the year. Like, good fourth rounder. That's that's solid. He's like thirty three. So I was happy with that. Um, and then I, I'm indifferent on the Claypool trade. They took the second rounder from Baltimore and uh, basically got Chase Claypool out of it. Um, they got a year and a half of Claypool, so he's got one year left, and then this year on his on his rookie deal, and then you assess from there. Um, right. This, we, we can talk about it from the Steelers' perspective next, but what's your thought here with Claypool going to Chicago? Uh, well, this is kind of going to help us determine a, a bit more of Justin Fields, how good he really is. Um, I, I don't think like the Bears' offense is dynamically going to get a crazy better, but I, I do think it really helps them getting Chase Claypool. Granted, I would say it's a bit of an overpay considering he was drafted in the second round. And, I mean, the the talent is there. The uh, idea that he can be, you know, a solid – he's 6'4". He can block pretty well. He's got really good speed for the size. You're hoping that he's something special. But I, I think ultimately his value is probably at like a fourth or a fifth in my opinion. I mean, just granted, like I would have liked to see a um, third, but I believe, yeah, I mean, like, from what I've heard, there were a little high. So, 
from this perspective, though, no other receivers were moved outside of like Kadarius Tony and Calvin Ridley. So no other receivers were moved. Um, the Bears, I don't see the need to make this trade. Honestly, I, I would have rather them held the second and picked a receiver next year in the second round because agreed. Uh, yeah, that was kind I, of a I waste of a pick a, for them. But um, I don't hate it either because other teams were involved, and I know the Packers had the exact same offer on the table of a second rounder, and the Steelers just figured that the Bears pick was going to come first. Right. So, I don't know. I don't know. I think they overpaid, but they won. They got the guy they wanted. Wasn't even their second round pick that they moved. They still have a second round pick. So in a sense, they got him for a fifth rounder. Well, you know, they got, in a sense, they traded Roquan Smith for Claypool in a fifth rounder, which is. That's solid. It's 50, 50 in my opinion. Yeah. Like, I don't know. So, um, I think they're the biggest winner just because to me, it seems like they are, they're figuring out what they need to do and they're taking steps toward it. Like they clearly have a plan in my opinion. Yeah. At this point. Well, and if you're going to lose, like, you know, you're losing someone in free agency, it's a yeah. lot better to get compensation. Yeah. I mean, Roquan had already people are, a trade and yeah, you could say his value is at like a first or whatnot, but, this is what the market was. I'm assuming they just took the best offer on the table and it was made on like he, he, they were probably searching for a trade all season. I mean, this was probably the best offer at the last possible second. So you can say all they want, but I agree with you in the fact that they're committing to this rebuild. They have the most cap room going into this free agency by far. So it's going to be a completely different team next year. And if they tool around fields correctly, they add some more pieces to that defense. Who knows? But ultimately, yeah. it's the Bears, and uh, history is not on their f- side, if we're going to be frank here. Uh, that is that is. See Allen Robinson, Khalil Mack, et cetera, et cetera. Well, you go um, back a lot farther. I could go a lot farther, but I'll uh, I'll keep that talk short. We can move on to the – yeah. Next moves, yeah, unless because there was a couple more that were major, in my yeah. opinion. So this is the one that came out of left field to me. I, I truly do not see the incentive to trade this guy still. Uh, TJ yeah. Hawkinson to Minnesota for a second and third round pick, and then yeah. two more conditional picks. So four picks for TJ Hawkinson. I really see no – I love it from Minnesota's perspective. Like Irv Smith went just, just went down. You make an upgrade. Who are they realistically going to draft in those slots that's going to drastically improve their roster the way that TJ Hawkinson would? Um, right. Other than, you know, probably defense. But um, from Minnesota's perspective, I like it. I love it. From Detroit's perspective, I have no idea why they did this. I actually have a different viewpoint, and you can disagree. But from just my perspective, you could go the route of, okay, it's TJ Hawkinson. He's clearly a great tight end. That's young. Why you would move on from him? Well, there's no guarantee he's going to resign. I don't know what his contract situation is. So they is. just they just exercised his fifth-year option and then traded him. Right. So that means he would have finished out this year and then played on one year next year? Yeah, next year is the fifth year. So exactly. It's like that to me is kind of like the Claypool situation, like, I know Claypool is way less talented and less proven, 
But if you don't think a guy is going to stay with you, move on from him. And I don't know if that's really the case. TJ Hawkinson hasn't been very public about the situation. But I would say getting four picks for the Lions, like just where they're at, I don't think. Yeah, I think they're they're, clearly. They need that all to go to their defense. Yeah, Like they got to just improve the rest of the roster. They just got to hope that they make the picks worth the value of TJ Hawkinson. I think it's possible. And I also think that Jamison Williams coming back next year to help that passing attack is probably in their mind as well. It's a good point too. It's a good point you know, too. It's, and, and you know, it, from the it, other perspective, when's when's Justin Jefferson off, to, off his rookie deal? Next year or the year after that, probably. So it's like, I think, mm. and, and Thielen's on a big deal right now. So I think in the back of their head, they're thinking probably going to have to either give Thielen a much smaller deal or move on from him, give that money to Hawkinson, and somehow manufacture a way to pay for Justin Jefferson. Um, yeah. In that process, I don't know how they would do that. Uh, and I don't know how much cap space they have either. Maybe they've already been doing that. But, right. Um, yeah. I think it just I, made I sense know. for both sides. I, I do say it was out of left field because this, again, this was not talked about. And it seemed like, you know, even everybody in the organization liked TJ Hawkinson, like just from watching Hard Knocks and whatnot. So I was definitely uh, surprised. But I would say, the return is, I mean, four picks for a tight end is anyway, you slice that. that that's really good. Yeah, I, mean, I, I would considering agree. like Roquan Smith, I feel like is a better player. And Chicago didn't get anywhere near that return. So that's the only reason why I'm looking at it is like well, I just don't understand yeah, why you would big, do that in the division though, as well. Yeah, that might have been the best offer. You know, it might have been Minnesota panicking with Irv Smith going down, wanting to go all in on this season, being their six and one. I saying, hope that's hey, what yeah, let's make an upgrade. I hope that's what Minnesota's where they're I think at. that's gotta be the mindset. For them, it has to be. That's the only reason why you give up four picks. Because if this doesn't work out, you just kind of cost uh not only yourself some picks, but like you mentioned, they got big contracts coming up and you're gonna need some of those mid-round picks to fill out roster slots. That's just you know the business. So We'll see. I mean, granted, we'll see if they yeah. lose to Philly in the conference championship. Like that's, they lost this trade. You could, you could really say that. Yeah. I think it's a two year, Hawkinson I think it's a two year window with Hawkinson's contract. We'll see, you know, what they're able oh, yeah. to if they do. They'll resign him. That's a big whiff. What they're able to do. I would assume they're going to be able to resign him. Um, but then the yeah. question becomes, can they, can they maintain Jefferson and cook on that offense as well? And that's where, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where Kirk's probably going to be due soon. Like they got a lot of people to pay. Yeah. A lot of people. Uh, Next up on the list though, to move on is uh, Naheem Hines goes to Buffalo and Zach Moss goes to Indianapolis. This was basically just a clean swap of backup running backs. Uh, Buffalo, the Zach Moss, they clearly don't like him. They're looking for a way. I think that they gave, um, Indie some picks to take Zach Moss because I think so. I wouldn't, it was a late, it was, if it was, it was a day three pick. Um, yeah. But I don't really have much to say here. Buffalo has not liked Zach Moss. Clearly, they're looking a way to find Devin Sickleton some backup. And um, I don't, they've been utilizing James Cook too. Like, that's why for me, I feel like it's such a lateral move for both sides. Yeah. Like, 
it was like the almost it to me like the no really win trade of the day. It's like yeah, you got rid of a guy. No, the you winner, don't the winner to... here is Naheem Hines. <laughs> he's yeah, he's <laughs> out from behind Jonathan Taylor, but it's just a matter of well, I'm just saying he's Buffalo. He went from Indy to a Super Bowl favorite. Oh yeah, yeah, that's very true as well. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, hey. that's probably the biggest thing. So you know, but overall, it's like all right, you know, do do what you wish, um, Colts. They they did get a pick. You're saying it was late. I mean, their season's already kind of looking south. Uh, oh, they look to so be entering a, bit, a rebuild. Um, yeah, so that pick helps them, no doubt. So, next up, this is probably the second biggest name, uh, second or third, depending on how you feel about Hawkinson. But uh, Chase yeah. Edmonds, a first and a fourth rounder to Denver for Bradley Chubb and a fifth rounder. Aggressive is kind of the word. <laughs> Um, I don't think Bradley Chubb is worth like he's good, like a first rounder. Like you are kind of banking that your team's going. Like I oh, think it's, that it's like with the Minnesota situation. Like Miami is going all in before they have to pay Tua and Jalen Waddle. Yeah, right. It's almost like they're uh they're trying to be the Bengals of this year, and it, it might pan out that way. I like it better than playing. Minnesota. Yeah, no, I love it. And, uh, hey, if it works out for them, like, they get that championship at first-round pick losses, who cares? But yeah. you don't. I, I don't and know. they I, just I, signed Bradley Chubb to a major extension. Like, that's another guy. You mentioned the contract's coming up. You also just handicapped yourself a bit with that contract. So we will see. Um I, yeah, I, I can't really grade this trade accurately right now. It's just more of a wait and see. How about from uh, Denver's perspective? I kind of like it. Although, I, I'll say this. The one thing that they got going for them good right now is their defense. And now they're yeah. trading off a core of it. Probably the best – I mean, definitely the best pass rusher. So, it's like, why are you – They can you, play in the Russell Wilson are, trade. Why are you? Yeah, but why are you messing up your defense to fix this offense? They, they weren't going to be able to pay him. I think that's <sighs> the biggest thing. I think they paid Russ, realized, oh no, like we're not going to be able to pay. We're not. You can't. I don't think they could have came up with that contract the Dolphins gave him. I just don't. And unfortunately for them, this is the consequence of their actions. They're probably going to have to use that first round either to replace Bradley Chubb or get somebody else on their offense. But either way, I think it is a good move for Denver because they need the pick at this point. It's already kind of looks like a lost season. Yeah, I think Chase probably gonna need a new coach. fit as well. Yeah, and, it, you know, you trade to use the guy, but at the they same clearly, time, it's such clearly, a crowded backfield. Yeah, but they clearly don't like Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. Yeah. And no, they don't like him. Latavius Murray. Like, yeah. Chase Edmonds could become the lead back, but uh, I think I even saw Hack came out and said that uh, to, for now, Melvin Gordon and Latavius Murray would be the like starting one-two backs, but then Edmonds was the third down guy. And it's like, all right, well, thanks for telling people the game plan that everyone kind of saw. That's not but, true. There's, yeah, they, I think they, Edmonds is going like to be used Melvin a little bit Gordon. more than that. They don't like Melvin Gordon. They're not re-signing him after this year. I don't know why they re-signed him this year, actually, but yeah, that was int- – yeah, or having Javante Williams, like, 
it, it was kind of interesting. Yeah. I would agree. So then, um, to replace, what am I saying here? To replace Chase Edmonds, Miami goes and trades uh, for Jeff Wilson by giving him a fifth rounder. Yeah, which is, I think it's kind of. This is one of my favorite trades here. Right, it, it's kind of both. Like the 49ers weren't going to use him. So for them, it's like, oh, we recoup a pick that I, I don't think they gave up. Yeah, like you're, you're getting, you know, something. And Mike McDaniel coached Jeff Wilson. Like if anyone's going to know how to utilize him, it's him. There again, going all in on this season. And all you had to do is get a fifth round pick to definitely get better. Like Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson, that's a nice one-two punch. Having Tyreek, there's so many guys that can throw in motion. Yeah. yeah, like it's it makes that offense unique, something that a lot of teams just aren't gonna have film on, and that's why it makes them dangerous. So I'd agree with you. I'd love it. I I think it's one of those trades that even if it doesn't work out, they only gave up a fifth. It's not very detrimental yeah. to what the Dolphins are trying to a do. A fifth for a running back by committee, you know, piece. Yeah. So yeah. I like it. Um, yeah, great move. Here's another interesting one. James Robinson to the Jets. I need to look up what they gave up for this. It was, I believe it was. I believe it was a, a fourth rounder. Yeah, like pretty good value for the Jags, considering I'm pretty sure they got him in the sixth round. But I would say that's like a fair assessment of it. It's a, con- it's a conditional third or fourth rounder, basically. So. Yeah, probably depending on how much they utilize him and whatnot. So yeah. that's overall, I think that's valid. I mean, he's he's a solid running back. I, I could say maybe a four or five, but I don't know if know. I I understand it from the Jaguars' perspective. They got value out of him. They upgraded him. He's actually undrafted. Wasn't even a six round pick. And, oh wow! Um, yeah. So they got a pick out of this guy who's been really good for them, and they've got their guy in ETN. From the Jets' perspective. They're like reloading for this year to help cover their loss of Brees Hall. But yeah. are they considering themselves contenders then? Like, is that where their head's at? Because I don't think that they are in a place where that's what they're Likely. doing. Like, right. you know, but I, at, I think five and three, and I think they're even five and two going into last week. They just might be a little delusional up there right now. They might see a lot of teams at four and four, same record as them, think, hey, you know, we might be able to make a run. And all right, you know what I mean? I, and again, I don't waited. think they're... I mean, it's only one pick, so it's not that big a Right, deal. it's not and the end of the world, him, but... You have him next year as well as a third or second option behind Brees Hall. So I'm very yeah. interested to see what how that plays out in 2023 because you still do have Michael Carter, who I think is a solid backup running back. So, for sure, I don't know. This one confused me a little bit from the Jets' perspective. Other than a need, filling a need right now, so unless they're going to flip him at the end of the year or flip Michael Carter at the end of the year, yeah. um, I don't see much of a need for a three-headed backfield. Two-headed, I think, is already enough, but. Especially when you got a guy like Brees Hall, like you want him on the field. So right. fills the need yeah. now. It confuses me. The, the long it feels a little short sighted. That's what I'll no say. No doubt. Yeah, because yeah, next year they're gonna have to make a decision. And ultimately the pick they used on either Michael Carter, James Robinson, 
that's going to be lost. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Final final trade we have to discuss. This is one of my probably my second favorite outside of the Jeff Wilson one. Calvin Ridley to Jacksonville for a fifth rounder in twenty three mm-hmm. and a second rounder in twenty four. Yeah, very under the radar and. That that Jacksonville 24 second rounder is slick. They didn't want to give it up this year because they knew it would be worth something. But next year, because Calvin Ridley will be back. Could be a third rounder, is, basically. Right, yeah. It's definitely going to fall in value given their projections. And this so. fills their biggest need as well. I would agree. It definitely helps them out in the aspect of now you got Kirk Ridley, Evan Ingram. It's solid units. Could even improve a bit if you want to in the draft. And, but, and then ETN. Right. Having, yeah, ETN back there. I mean, they're starting to build both, something uh, down in Jacksonville that's. Oh, yeah. They just need um, Trevor Lawrence coming, to finish yeah, in the fourth it, quarter. That's, that's really it. That's all that's missing is him to take the yeah. one last step he needs to take. Um, yeah, from sure. Atlanta's perspective, I like it. If you don't want this guy to play for you again after what happens. And he's not a part of your future. They're in a rebuild. I think he's 27, 28. Yeah. Um, just get rid of him. Got decent value out of him. I'm not, second and a fifth is not bad. So I like yeah. it from both, oh, perspectives, I agree. both perspectives, but I love it from Jacksonville. Um, yeah. This is a long-sighted trade, in my opinion. This, this is like, okay, we're probably not there this year. This has been our biggest lack so far. Let's see how cheap they'll go for him. Yeah, I think it's a good deal, and they got it like you said in twenty four. So, yeah, it's a good move. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Um, that kind of wraps up our discussion on this trade deadline. I know you wanted to have some discussion over the twenty twenty one QB class. Um, you had said that it is it as bad as twenty thirteen. I'm definitely not ready to say that yet after going back and looking at the 2013 draft class. But um, yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, Geno Smith is saving it a bit, but it is uh, it's yeah, Geno Smith. There were names on here that on there that were blast from the past. Geno Smith, Matt Barkley, EJ, EJ Manuel. Yeah. <laughs> Some crazy names. Um, yeah. It's not that bad, but I did want to touch on the fact that it seems like so far, Due to performance, like Justin Fields, like has been the best in my eyes, given what he's had. Because Trevor Lawrence this year has kind of been the reason they didn't lose games a bit. Like I, his I QBR in the fourth quarter is fifty three. Like it's like it, like it, he's been kind of just choking, and it's like with the weapons and team and Doug Peterson, like he should be able to kind of finish things. I think he's just uh, getting a longer leash because he's on the Jags and, you know, the bears are a bigger market. They just hate. I feel like they're kind of like Philly. Like they can really just hate on their team, you know? And I so disagree. I think there's a little recency bias in the Justin Fields thing. I mean, outside of the last two, three weeks, he's been, he would have been your graded worst quarterback from that class. Uh, Zach Wilson's been kind of bad. Okay, that's fair. I am not. I am not. I don't. I can't put him above Justin Fields and Mac Jones has definitely already regressed, like from past season, which he he was fine. Like he's definitely good for a rookie, but to be regressing in year two is not ideal to see. 
and already have kind of quarterback controversy is bizarre. But I I um, am not I don't know. I'm not out on Mac Jones yet. We've seen him be a good quarterback. He was good last Yeah, I'm not year. out, but it's concerning. Fine. I would have to I'm say definitely that's not, not like, out not, on Trevor Lawrence either. Like no not one of these guys is really standing out this year. It's like kind of well, it's yeah. it stinks too because you had Lance go down. You still haven't seen him. He's going to be going into year three. That'll be the first time right. really, like that'll be his essentially rookie year, in a sense. Yeah. And he hasn't played football since 2019. And it's like okay, it's going to be 2023. That's four years since this guy's played oh, a full geez. season, and that doesn't look promising. Lawrence, I think, looks has still has the highest ceiling as we would have said way back when. Yeah, and uh, Wilson, like I agree. More. Wilson, I agree. I, I'm out on I'm out on Russell Wilson. I'm not Russell Wilson. Yeah. Well, I am out on both, Russell Wilson. both Wilsons, but Zach Wilson. <laughs> um, both Wilsons stink. He he just he's not he's not it. They, they'd be better off yeah. to, to move on as soon as possible. He. They just missed, man. And I said this back then. I said, why are they even drafting him? You know, what, what what's the jump from Sam Darnold to Zach Wilson? It was a very yeah. Jets, Jets-esque decision, um, in my opinion, to do that. And, I'd agree. Um, Dudes that both had big arms, turnover problems. And, and I'm not the biggest fan of Fields still either. I think he's been playing good, but they, we, I, yeah. I, I would pump the brakes a little bit. But yeah, yeah, it's 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 we'll not see. looking we'll see good. If the Claypool thing doesn't it? It's not looking good across across the QB class, but it's definitely not 2013. Dad, come on now. Yeah, no, it's the talking point, and just to shine some light on, which I think at the time a lot of people thought this is going to be a great class. We're going to have studs all the way. To it's like, well, it's hopefully one of these guys turns out. I mean, that's. Kind I mean, of what odds wise, what's going to happen is one of these guys is going to be in a lead QB. One's probably going to be middle of the road and the rest are probably just going to follow the NFL or be I mean, backups. Here's, here, here's the top eight quarterbacks, according to NFL.com from the 2013 draft class. Tyler Bray, EJ Manuel, Ryan DeSeeb, Matt Barkley, Mike Glennon, Zach Dicer, Geno Smith, and Tyler Wilson. I'm going to be brutally honest. I've only ever heard of EJ Manuel, Matt Barkley, Mike Glennon, and Geno Smith. That's it. That's a fair point. And again, I understand it's a bit of an overreaction, but it was more just to shine some light on. It's, I mean, classes, it's looked bad. It's looked to be very, fair, very bad. to be fair, comparative to 21. Um, EJ Manuel is the only first round pick. There were like five, I believe, in 2021. Right. Which, which kind of makes it a bit Which worse. was ridiculous even then. I even said, I was like, this is insane. Like, quarterbacks yeah. are flying off the board. Um, EJ Manuel was in pick, was round one. Geno Smith was round two. Glennon, round three. Who actually has had a solid career as a backup quarterback, which for a third year, Third round pick, you can't complain. Not, solid, you know, you want more, but it's you know he had some third round moments with Buccaneers. Third round quarterback, yeah. Matt Barkley, fourth round pick, he was terrible. Ryan Nassib, never <laughs> heard of him. Fourth round, Landry Jones in the fourth round. Like, Steelers. <laughs> Tyler Wilson was in the fourth round. The seventh round was 
Brad Sorensen, Zach Dicer, BJ Daniels, and Sean Renfrey. I mean, those are seventh round quarterbacks. Those are shots in the dark. So, right. I think the expectations are what's making might be end up the high expectations might end up being the the biggest knock on the twenty one draft class. If For none sure. of them pan out to be a superstar, even if you have a couple like because like it's not like Trevor Lawrence is going to be out of the league in the next two years, like. That's oh, I disagree. I don't think it's going to be him or Fields. I'm saying the other guys are Wilson already on the they're already on the bubble. Lance yeah. Lance won't be because he hasn't played enough. You know, they're not going to just. I think they're stuck. I'm saying backups. That, you know, backups like like won't reach starter potential. Like I'm yeah, saying, I, would agree with that. Logistically, I think I think Mac Jones is a better quarterback than any guy in that draft class, except for Geno Smith at this point. Like you know. That's a fair point. That is, I can so, give you that. Yeah, Geno Smith boosting the value of the draft class. Yeah, he's, he's saving them, man. <laughs> saving them. But uh, we can move on. We can pivot. Uh, do we want to pivot into our week nine predictions? Or do we? Yeah, pivot? I mean, we go fantasy frenzy we, first too. I was gonna say, yeah, we gotta. I think are we already getting? Yeah, we're getting close to an hour. So I think maybe run through fantasy frenzy. And right. then uh, some of the matchups this week are a little predictable with predictions. So we can true. make it a little quick for you guys. But this is yeah. true. All right. We'll do a quick uh, quick rundown of the guys who aren't available. For those of you, this is your first time listening. Fantasy Frenzy is a weekly contest that we do. Uh, we try and pick the best fantasy team possible, basically. But the, the catch is none of us can pick a guy that we picked the previous week. So last week, uh, you won again, extended your win streak to four games. In a row, you won 164 to 154. Another small margin of victory. Um, I believe in week seven, you won by less than that. Oh, no, you won by more. Uh, maybe it was week week six. But uh, guys, we cannot pick this week. Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Joe Mixon, McCaffrey, ETN, Taylor, Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Higgins, Cup, Andrews, Ertz, Brown, Diggs, Cade York, Graham Gano, the Niners, and Eagles defenses. And as a quick refresher to see where we're at um, in the season-long awards for this, because it is also a season-long contest, uh, you are four and one with seven hundred seventy-six total points, and I am one and four with seven hundred fifty-six total points. Mm. So an eighty-point yeah, lead total has now score been, is quick. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, getting kind of close yeah. with the total score, despite the disparity in the wins, which is very frustrating, I might add. But uh, yeah. with all that being said, I do have the first pick this week because I lost last week, and um, I'm going to take Travis Kelsey. Mm, yeah, smart move. Very <laughs> smart move. Yeah, I really just got to hope he busts because uh, if Mark Andrews off the board, this becomes dicey at tight end already. That's no doubt. Um, but I guess that being said, nah, I'm definitely not going to go tight end here. I'll <laughs> uh, I'll go with Alvin Kamara. Um, the running backs this week are going to be a little interesting. Um, I, I just think personally that I, Mike Thomas is out for the year. Andy Dalton's great and all. I, I think it's just Kamara's due at the end of the day. That's kind of sometimes how I go with these picks. It's like, uh, this guy, as he had six touchdowns like two or three years ago in a game. Like, Alvin Kamara is still a really good player. And, yeah, I think he's just going to pop off. I really hope he does. Yeah, I think that's, that's, a, that's a solid pick. 
Um, running backs are a little dicey this week because of the guys we picked last week. There's not a lot right. of great. Took a lot of the good ones off the board for sure. Um, well, the Titans are playing a very uh, poor Kansas City run defense. And uh, this guy's been rolling for you lately, and I think it's my turn to get a little slice of the Derrick Henry pie. So I'm going to grab yeah. Derrick Henry here and uh, not hesitate at all. Yeah, that's solid, solid pick. And I'm just going to keep knocking out the running backs because this is one I'm, I'm, I'm just not going to pass up. I can't because – Aaron Jones has been great all year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's on my list. If there's a game that he is going to get his like 20 touches because he's just going to not stop getting yards, it's against the Lions this year. That defense is very bad. I am just all in that this dude is just, he should have a monster day. And if he doesn't, I'll probably lose. No, I'm just saying, <laughs> the, way, the way this is looking, I mean, you already uh... got yeah, the Travis Kelsey leg up, and I just have a feeling my tight end is gonna bust the guy I have lined up because he is a boomer bust. But we're going with it, you know. I really like Aaron Jones this week. That's a solid pick. I had him on my running back list. Um, yeah. The guy I'm gonna grab. So I, I'm gonna go wide receiver here because now I got the first pick at the wide receiver. Neither one of us have one yet. And uh, as scarce as RBs are this week, wide receivers aren't much better. In I would fact, agree. Uh, the list of names down the ESPN list of highest projected reads Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, Stephon Diggs, Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown, all of which who are oh, not available. Yeah. So uh, the next name is Devontae Adams. And uh, I'm just going to secure a superstar here. He's coming off a bad week. Uh, he's got an average matchup against the Jacksonville defense. I think he's due. So I'm just going to leave it at that. He's a star. He's not going to He's not gonna bust two weeks in a row that badly. So, yeah, and, and I'd agree with this. He, there's no way. I mean, one catch for three yards. He's going to do something of probably great volume this week. I'm expecting a 100-yard day. And I would agree that receivers are scarce, so I want to grab this guy before he's gone. DeAndre Hopkins. Dang it. Is, yeah, I really need, first. need to make sure I get him locked in there. Uh, it's glad to see him back. They play against Seattle. I, I think that game could, you know, end up in a shootout. And I, I love the idea of just, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins at the wide receiver one. I'll take it. I'm going to grab my wide receiver two here. Um, yeah, who are you taking? This is a little bit risky yeah. play. Okay. This, this is where things get very, very interesting. Um mm-hmm. You know what? I'm going to change my mind. I think that this guy, I'm going to grab the guy I really want more than uh, that I think you might take based off that reaction. We'll see. We'll see if I'm right. I, I thought I could get him with the last pick, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to. Um, huh. And I think that this other guy will be there. On the, I can find a better flex, I guess, is what I'll say. But, okay. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm going to take Joshua Palmer from the Chargers. Wow. Mike Williams is out and Keenan Allen is oh, out. Oh, wow. And somebody's gonna catch the ball, so yeah, that's mm. what I have, that's what I have for that. Um, if I can get the guy I was gonna get on my next pick, then I'll be really happy because I originally was gonna take somebody else as my wide receiver too. But we, we'll see here in about a minute. Yeah, uh, 
Oh, and, and, and throw in that Joshua Palmer is playing the 32nd ranked Atlanta passing defense. Which, yeah, I did not know. Uh, that's definitely with, with no, um, nobody in front of are Keenan Allen. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Opportunity should be there. And yeah, based on that alone, I think he's definitely at least got a, a floor that should get you some points. Um, I will lock out my flex here. And I know you say Devontae Adams is due, which I would agree with. But the guy who's just been reliable all year is Josh God damn Jacobs. Yes, he took my yeah. <laughs> I wanted to get him locked in. I think if Kamara, Aaron Jones, Josh Jacobs, that, that could all three of those guys could pop off. And that would really help me out this week. So, yeah. Good pick. I should have, I, I reached on Palmer, but I reached on AJ <laughs> Brown last week. And, uh, that panned out for you. It panned out. It really so. did. And I got the flex that I wanted anyways. So I'm going to take Chris Olave. Um, okay. No Mike Thomas. Don't see much else in the receiver department anywhere else. And I don't see – it's worse in the running back department. But Baltimore is the 29th-ranked pass defense. And uh, Olave's been solid, and he's healthy finally. No limitations in practice, no nothing. And, uh, yeah, I think his floor is 15 points, which is solid for a flex spot. No doubt. Yeah, no, that'll definitely get the job done. Um, just due to game flow, and this guy is a talent. Uh, I'm going to take Amon Ross St. Brown. He's my wide receiver, too. I think he's just, he's kind of due as well. He started off the season really strong. TJ Hawkinson is now gone. Solid so pick. just naturally, he's going to get the ball more. And playing against Packers, I'm assuming. We should, uh, just based on what I saw last week, if we can kind of keep things rolling. It, but Bill's defense is so much better than the Lions. So if we don't score, you know, close to 30 on Sunday, I would be a little disappointed. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, and um, that is precisely why I'm going to grab my quarterback and I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers. Um, first Whoa. week without a hookup Whoa. in a while. But uh, Wow. Yeah, anybody playing the Lions defense that is a competable thrower of the football or competent thrower of the football is uh, worth heavy consideration. And when it's an all-time great, due for a win and due for a big game, I'm going to take it. So, taking Rodgers. Okay. Yeah, and uh, on that note, I'm just going to go with a lot of people can refer to as Rodgers 2.0 and the Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, Travis Kelsey has a good day, so is my quarterback. So, kind of just banking on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that leaves me with the RB2, but considering you're locked out, I'm just going to be cl- – I'm going to do my classic move here and uh, just pick the RB2 last. So uh, yeah, I'm going to grab my defense, and um, let me let me make sure I get this right here. Yeah. So I've had a lot of success uh, picking against the Rams, and I'm heavily considering the Bucks this week. However, I think I'm going to play this week a little more conservative because I'm not sure if I trust the uh, Bucks offense to not give the Rams the ball uh, on the hmm. five-yard line a bunch of times. So um, I'm going to take the number one-ranked defense in the league in terms of fantasy. They play the Jets this week, division rival. They know what they're doing. Um, I'm going to take the Bills. Safe pick. They're really good. No Brees Hall. The Jets offense is lacking explosion, and I do not trust Zach Wilson to uh, put up a – a masterful performance against a Buffalo defense. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. That's definitely a long shot. Um, I'm going to take Gerald Everett. 
tight end here. I talked you into that. I saw you doing that. As soon as I started hyping up the uh, – e, Yeah, I heard Keenan Allen and uh, Mike Williams done, and I was like, okay, I know who my tight end is now. Uh, and yeah, that's basically my explanation. Yeah, I got scared. That, I got, go I literally got scared that you knew, um, about oh, the Joshua Palmer pick, and I reached. So if I lose, oh, oh the Palmer, there. yeah, the Palmer, I did. I was not gonna. Yeah. yeah so if Josh I, Jacobs is the cold. difference, of course, I do have Devontae. So I don't know if I wanted to double up on Raiders, but uh, if Gerald Everett's the difference, I know who to blame. Um, I'm gonna grab <laughs> Justin Tucker. Second best kicker of all time. Nice, That's nice, all I yeah. really need to say. Uh yeah, defensively, I have the Bengals written down. It's not out a te- yeah, I mean it's just matchup preference. It's really what I got for that one. Uh, I know you got a running back too as your last pick. Yeah, That's I know, interesting. And, and I'm trying. But it, honestly, the way this goes, that makes sense. Am I really going to pick this guy? I hate picking Thursday night football guys. Oh, yeah, but it's 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 a reasonable uh, – I know it is. Man. I know it is. Um, yeah, I'm taking Miles Sanders. You know, I have him written down. I'm going to trust my gut. So. Oh, see, I thought he was going to be Damian Pierce. No, he's – Yeah, Miles Sanders is a very good – yeah. Uh, Pierce is available, actually, but – he gets too much of a workload to pick on a Thursday night. Sanders only had nine carries last week, and that's and uh, Houston's a 32nd ranked rushing defense. So, wow, yeah, uh, basically good. open for a touchdown tonight. That's it. That's that's kind of where I'm at with that one, which is probably likely. Gotcha. So. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll uh, wrap it up here with my kicker pick, and that will be uh, Young Way Koo, Young Falcons Way. kicker. I think ultimately. Chargers defense has been on and off, but they can hopefully hold the Falcons in the, some sort of field goal situations. Young way has been pretty solid, so that's the logic between that one. Solid Behind pick. That that's uh, quick, a quick rundown of our teams. I have Rodgers, Henry, Sanders, Adams, Palmer, Kelsey, Olave, Tucker, and the Bills defense. You have Mahomes, Kamara, Jones, Hopkins, St. Brown, Everett, Jacobs, Koo, and the Bengals. And, uh, yeah, as always, you guys know me. I take the, uh, I try to take the under the radar picks like Joshua Palmer, probably a little too early today, but, um, <laughs> I liked Amon Ross Ross Brown this week, but I have trust in Jair Alexander. So oh, fair, we, fair we, we will see, um, how this matchup goes, but, uh, banking on a big game from Kelsey. So yeah, that'll, ra- that'll wrap up our fantasy frenzy for this week. Um, we can move into, Let's move into our picks for week nine slate. We both did pick the Eagles tonight on our Tuesday podcast. Don't oh, think yeah. anybody's surprised by that. But uh, Nope, 14 point favorites. First first game of the noon window, Indianapolis at New England. Yeah, I hate everything about the Colts going in there with Sam Ellinger. Uh, Patriots all the way. I uh, have to agree, and uh, for that reason, I will be taking the Patriots as well. I don't really have much yeah. else to say. Payne's this is what they did a little Zach Wilson last week. You know, yeah. they, they, that's what they do, the young guys. Payne's going to pick against my uh, Super Bowl favorite, but yeah, it's got to be done. Got to be done. Uh, next game of the new window is Packers in Detroit. I think you know who I'm going to pick here, and I think I know who you're going to pick here. 
Um, I mean, I'm always going to walk the Packers. I know you said you wouldn't, but yeah, if you really like <laughs> I, Detroit I, and Rambo. I am, ma- I am a man of my word. And it's in Detroit. Oh, jeez. It's in uh, Detroit. Okay. Um, I'm a man of my word, so I don't care if I take the loss here. I'm a man of spite. So, jeez, <laughs> uh, I can respect it. I, 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 w- I said I wasn't picking a game for the rest of the year, and I am sticking to it. Um, except, when play, except when they play Chicago, and then I'll consider it. But uh, yeah. Um, moving forward, I'm interested to see what you have for this one. Okay, this one's a little interesting. Chargers in Atlanta. Chargers all the way. Really. I looked at this one and uh, yeah, I am committed to the fact that the Chargers are going to prove why they're just. I understand the injuries, I do, but having Eckler, Joshua Palmer, still fine. Everett's good. That defense should really step up because the Falcons—they run the ball. I mean, they do it well. Why but like, did I not pick Austin Eckler? I was not sure what his injury status was. That's kind of why I stayed away. I really am terrified of getting a zero in fantasy frenzy. Oh yeah, it must be so, so terrifying. It's only happened twice uh, to me. Yeah, that's why so I, I don't want it to happen at all. Uh, so yeah, stay away from him. But ultimately, he should play. Um, he's got a questionable designation, but it was like a late pop up. I think he'll be fine. And Justin Herbert just he's due as well. Justin Herbert like he's capable of having like a multi touchdown. This is why he's, you know, comparable to the the greats performance. So, okay. Uh, I, I I may love Joshua Palmer's fantasy outlook for this game. That does not take away from the fact that no Mike Williams and no Keenan Allen going into Atlanta to an Atlanta team that's not as bad as people think they are. I'm nope, very high been on solid. And Arthur Smith is definitely going to out-coach Brandon Staley. And for mm. that reason, I'm riding with the Falcons. Respectable pick. And, yeah, they definitely have the coaching advantage. So, we'll see who's going to win on Sunday, the players or the, the coaching, really. Yeah, it's usually – more often than not, it's the coaching. do want to rewind, though. Sure. Uh, I did forget to mention this. I don't know if you saw this. I didn't see it until today. Uh, the Colts fired their offensive coordinator this week. That's also why I'm picking the Patriots. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did see that earlier. And, yeah, it's – as honestly, they probably should have. You can't utilize Jonathan Taylor and the pass catchers. I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that needed to be done. So, so hopefully it gets better. Might be a reason to pick the Colts based on the fact that they might be doing something different. Um, Perhaps, but, yeah. Uh, you know what? Yeah, it, it is a good reason to pick the Colts. Belichick's not going to be able to do it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Belichick's not going to be able to do What was I thinking? This is my squad. I'm a loyal man. I'm a man of my word. I pick against the Packers, and I pick the Colts. So uh, Belichick can't game plan for an offensive coach that he's never played against or seen on film. I don't know who's replacing him, so I'm not going to answer that question. It neither might be do I. And Belichick's neither walked Bill. over, but, hey, I, res- I, respect-, <laughs> I respect it. I do. I'm a loyal man. I'm sorry to you, indie fans. I uh, I uh, I was strayed, and I am back. I am I am back. So oh, moving man. forward, I'm probably going to need to start hitting on the rest of these. So I should be conservative and start picking against the Packers. And, the, and it's okay. I got the Eagles. Like me last week, man. I love um, it. Um, hey, you know what? We didn't do a recap of last week. We did it at the end. But uh, Bills at the New York Jets. I'm taking the Bills with, with 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 being conservative in mind. I know because yeah, I'd love to like see the Bills get another loss. 
I just don't think it's the Jets. They're 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 fine, but it is a division game. Yeah, yeah. Ah, it'll be close, but I think the Bills. All right, all right. Vikings in Washington. Cousins revenge game written all over this one. Uh, I, I just don't think the Redskins have the firepower either. Who are the, the Vikings Redskins? defense? The Commanders. <laughs> my apologies. Um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I still do. It's wow. Yeah, I've actually done that in a while. I'm usually pretty good at the Commanders, but um, yeah, they just they win games if it's like low scoring. I, I just think the Vikings defense has been better, and they will outscore the Commanders. So. I don't know, man. I mean, I'm taking the Vikings, but I, I wouldn't hate to see uh, Taylor Heineke get a nice pair of uh, purple and gold Jordans to add to his it collection. It might be close. It might be close. I don't know if they're going to take him down. It'd be great for him, though. It would. Yeah. We'll be looking at him a little differently. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Panthers in Cincinnati. I'm taking Cincinnati. I, I think they're due for an explosion after uh, last week's. Yeah, and part of me was like a little hesitant because of the struggles I saw Monday and not having Jamar Chase, but I also got burned by the Panthers shenanigans last week, and uh, I'm notorious even when the Falcons are rolling. I just am hesitant to pick them. So I'm very hesitant to pick the Panthers with any confidence. Um, Yeah, Bengals should win. I don't know. I'm having second thoughts about that one, but – yeah, it could be an upset of the day, but it could be an upset. But I just feel like the Bengals are coming off of a loss like that, and they're not like they shouldn't lose. It's not a trap game. Like the Browns was kind of a trap game. This is not. I'd agree. Um, Raiders in Jacksonville. Such a toss up here. Actually, like, ah, uh, Raiders. Man, I, it's like I would say Raiders because the Jags don't know how to win, but neither do the Raiders this year. <laughs> so I'm going to say Jags, and the Raiders are finally in complete meltdown mode. I, I don't think the Raiders can afford another loss, especially to the Jaguars, but I, I think it just comes here. I, they're fully utilizing Travis Etienne, and you know they didn't win last week. Seeing him just on the field more is just – it helps their offense. It's just that simple. And it takes ball out of Trevor Lawrence's hands. Like I already said earlier, I think he's all right. But ETN's been by far the best play on that offense this year. So I'll take the Jags. I was leaning Raiders, and the more I've thought about it, I just – Talked you into it. mm, Well, not that. You also left out the Josh McDaniels aspect of it. and uh, That's kind of – yeah. It was that's that was my illusion. To, that's swimming. that was my illusion to the uh, don't know how to win games. That's Josh McDaniel. I mean, uh, if they lose this game, he might be fired. I'm not. I'm, I'm which not would honestly, they might win the rest of their games. You know, like yeah. this, this roster's yeah. talented. Hey, He's if they get an interim head coach, I guarantee you, I'm picking them. <laughs> it's right. Yeah, they'd probably want to win streak. So um, uh, I'll take the no, Jaguars. I I, I'm very tempted to go different than you here, but. Um, I just, yeah, you know, and it's just like I, I just don't trust McDaniel's to get the job done. Like you look at the rosters, and it's like, oh yeah, Raiders all the way, but that's not who they've yeah. been this year. So um, I'll move on. Uh, Miami is in Chicago. I'm taking Miami. Uh, no hesitation there. No. Agreed. Thoughts. They're 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 gonna roll, 
and just with some new additions. That I don't know. Who, I don't know who's guarding anybody ever. When no, the, Dolphins the Bears. Play. Bears have committed to the rebuild. Their defense has gotten worse, so this should not be uh, close, in my opinion. Um, got another division matchup here. You know who I'm rolling with. Um, Seahawks are going into Arizona. I'm rolling with the Seahawks. We're on like week two of Modern Warfare 2 being out. Um, I think we're due for a Kyler just meltdown. Yeah. And uh, I'm not going to take the Cardinals. They've just not been good. They burned me. I'm, I'm taking Seattle. Yeah. And the fact they'd be sitting at six and three after this going into Arizona and winning would be a huge deal. And I think yeah. it happens. They've not shown any reason as to why they can't keep winning. It would be. Um, it wouldn't surprise me, though. Like, this is going to be closer, I think, than you make it out to be because it is in Arizona. Oh, because it's a division game. It is. Yeah, it's a division game, and it's and it's in Arizona. If it was in Seattle, I would. It just might be mm. a three-touchdown game. But, right, um, right. Next one up, I'm sure when they scheduled this game, they thought it was going to be an incredible marquee matchup. But uh, it's actually a team, two terrible NFC teams. The Rams are going <laughs> into Tampa Bay. Yeah. Um, That's such a tough call. I hate the Rams so much. Uh, I'm going to f- take the Buccaneers here just off of a sheer weight, finding a way to win the game. I think the, yeah. Rams are, the Rams are literally a bottom feeder team right now. So um, mm. I'm taking the Bucs. And I will go the opposite and take the Rams. Due I think to the that's fact a that smart choice. They just got Brady's number defensively. We saw it, uh, I think it was last year. Yeah, I mean – and that recent, it's fresh in my head, and just the way the Buccaneers have been. They weren't even that close to last year's level of play, so there could be some problems for them Sunday. It might be full panic down in Tampa. Yeah, solid. Uh, Sunday night football, Titans in Kansas City. Kansas City all the way. That's my Super Bowl pick, and just the way they play, they should outpace the just, they're going to outpace the Titans. That's just the way it is. They're not going to be um, able to keep up. If there is a recipe, I'm taking the Chiefs, but I will say if there is a recipe to beat Kansas City, it's uh, to run it down their throats. No, it is the Titans at their absolute best, but their defense is not capable of shutting anybody down, especially the way their corner situation is. And Yeah, I think they're going to feast. <laughs> That's oh, my opinion I, on the Chiefs. I would agree. Uh, Monday Night Football, Baltimore in New Orleans interesting matchup and it's like it seems like New Orleans should have more wins but I, I still don't think they're going to get one I just the Ravens are good uh, they just got better with the Roquan Smith trade and that's really the bottom line there's the better team as good as the Saints uh, well they're better than the record shows is all I'm going to say I mean shutting out the Raiders I think is definitely not everything because they're coached by Josh Daniel but it's something. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's something. Um, um, however, <laughs> this is my upset of the week. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. It's in, it's in New Orleans, although I say that, and I took multiple other terrible upset picks. <laughs> upsets, but, yeah. <laughs> um, those aren't even – those aren't picks. Those are just loyalties. Um, Fair enough. Fair enough. In New Orleans, they're a really good home team. Um, Andy Dalton is, like you said, the, the Saints ha- need to have more wins, and the Ravens barely got by the Bucks last week. So 
Uh, mm. I think the Ravens are a little overinflated in terms of their value, and that's coming from I, I think that about my like my own opinion of the Ravens. I think they're worse than I think they are, and mm. uh, they're a very blitz heavy team. And Dalton is pretty decent against the main coverage. He knows how to check it down, and that's usually the way to go um, when you got a guy like yeah. Alvin Kamara. That is, I'm a little worried about the receiver depth, but um, it's an upset pick, so I don't really need to think that hard about it. Um, I'm taking the home team, so I'm, I'm going to take the Saints. Nice, nice. And that is um, uh, all we have for this it. That's That's a wrap. Um, uh, we'll do a quick recap of last week's picks and where that puts us yeah. for the year before we close out. Um, I was 12-3, and three, set the new high record. Uh, should have been 13-2 if the Bengals didn't suck on Monday night, but it is what it is. I only missed on the Jaguars, Colts, which was – a travesty. So really, I should have been fourteen and one. Actually, that, that's wow. Mm. Um, and then I only missed on the Jaguars, Colts, and Bengals. And then you were actually right behind me at ten and five. You missed on the Jaguars, Panthers, travesty, uh, Raiders. That was a miss. Giants was a close game, and you missed on the Packers too. Um, <laughs> and then as for the year, that puts me at sixty six and fifty seven on the year, and you are sixty three and sixty. Mm. so i got some work to do this week for sure yeah got a chance to make it up but oh definitely got some interesting matchups this week there's a couple ones that should go a certain way but uh yeah there's some wild cards in there yeah should be entertaining should be fun should be should be noted too uh heading into tonight i am on a five game thursday night football uh winning streak so just yeah, and this should I mean should extend it's it. Gonna here. shock the world if it's not extended. So that's all I'm gonna say. Uh, I believe you're on a three or four as well, three or four game on Thursday night football as well. So yeah, whenever um, Broncos lost, that was uh pretty much killed my yeah, streak. Killed the momentum. Thanks, right Ross. There, <laughs> it's your fault for picking. It is my fault. The Broncos. It is. But uh, you know, it, it really is enough. too bad they're on a bye this week because I feel like I could have talked you into taking them again. But... Nah, they already lost. They lost their bye week. They're on <laughs> one already. For trading away Bradley Chubb. Yep. Um, all right, I think that wraps it up. Um, be sure, as always, check out our content on uh, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, all the all the places. Um, be sure to share the show with your friends. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, like I said, and. Uh, yeah, we're excited. We'll see you guys Sunday. And, um, you know, go Colts. Go Pack. <laughs> go Pack, too, I guess. I guess I got to say that. Oh, yeah. Time, Take care, um, my man. Yeah, you too. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Seconds.